yeah, uh, yeah. Phone ringing for the work. They waiting on me like the 15 and the first. I'm killing competition, put them bitches in the hearse. Been diagnosed with a sick flow, where the nurse. Yeah, do it for the city, but the hood getting turned. With the money going around like an offer in the church. Shit, this shit was a race, promise I'ma finish first. Taking shots from my spot, got me leaning like I'm Dirk in the playoff. Bitch, I want that Mark Cuban payoff. Fly as a G6, waiting for the takeoff. Hustle like there's only six. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another another edition of the bubble at sports podcast this is episode 78 a special edition not like your regular old friday where we preview a cowboys game two reasons why one it's a bye week there's nothing to cover there's nothing to preview the second reason is the cowboys made a move yesterday in reality not the biggest move in the world it wasn't a blockbuster trade that jerry jones was saying that he was going to do before the trade line on tuesday Yet, here we are, it's going to be a great move, or it's going to be forgotten in just a couple weeks. That's how I think this is going to go. So, if you haven't heard the news, Michael Bennett, former New England Patriot, former Philadelphia Eagle, and former, well-known as a Seattle Seahawk, was traded as a defensive end. I'll take that in consideration. Defensive end. He was with the Patriots this season, had... An altercation with the defensive line coach for the Patriots. And it just came came down to his role. He didn't like it. He didn't want to be where he was. And Jerry Jones made a move. Now when we look at it. Hey. Seventh round draft pick in 2021. And you're saying. That's nothing. The, The only bad thing about it is that it could turn into a sixth round pick. If uh, Michael Bennett stays on the roster for four or more games for the rest of the season, which he will unless, God forbid, any big injury happens. So that's probably going to turn into a sixth-round pick, but in two years from now? So when we look at it, this is a nothing trade for a a great player, a low-risk, high-yield reward for the Dallas Cowboys. So we'll break it down much more right now. Before we get into that, thank you for listening to episode 78 of the podcast. If you're not subscribed on either Apple Podcast or Spotify, go ahead and follow that that podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and even on anchor.fm, you can actually support the podcast with a donation, a dollar, $5, or $10 a month. Anything will help. It'll get you a shout out on the podcast on the next episode. And you'll be a part of this community. We're five in, we need more. Let's get that sixth person. If you can be that sixth person, I'll deeply appreciate it. So now, as we talk about the trade even more, when we see what Bennett has done this season, he's thir- he's turning 34 later in the year, uh, November 13th to be specific. And he was suspended for a week after that altercation with the defensive line coach. Just, you know, personal conduct, a disagreement, and he didn't play in last week's game against the Jets. A lot of factors went into that. Bill Belichick spoke on that, but it was more of just how Michael Bennett wanted to be used on the team. You're talking about a guy that, that has gone from being the best defensive lineman in Seattle to being one of the best alongside Fletcher Cox in Philadelphia. And then to go to an organization 
after being mistreated by a lot of these teams. You know, he's had a lot of issues with the NFL, how he's been treated by them. So this is just a continuation of how he feels he's being treated around the league. And the Patriots, we all know, either you're Tom Brady or Rob Gronkowski, they have said it time and time before, you are treated as just a regular player. You are not treated as a superstar. And Michael Bennett was no exception. He was going to be a guy, a part of that great defense that is going on this year. And I mentioned it earlier in Winners and Losers this week. It's like, hey, they're doing this without possibly their best defensive lineman in Michael Bennett, even though he's getting up there in age. The man is still strong as hell. He's still physical as hell. And boy, is he smart. He's a veteran guy. So they're doing that without him. So imagine they, they plug him in into more snaps, into more plays that will help him uh, succeed in this system. Well, I mean, I jinxed it. And ironically, he goes to, to my team, the Dallas Cowboys. So as we look at his stats this season, and I'll, and I'll bring them up, he had five tackles, two and a half sacks, uh, pass defended, and six games with the Patriots. Um, his percentage of being on the field for those defensive snaps was only 35% of the time from all the snaps this season. So what it helps the Patriots is it gets some type of distraction in the locker room out of the way. It helps them with the salary cap with $2.5 million saved because you traded Bennett. Um, and then they save themselves a roster spot that can be filled by someone else to go alongside the rest of the defense that is just stacked on that front seven. So what it does for the Cowboys, it's, it's a matter of, you can look at it two ways. It either adds depth to the defensive end chart. So we have Demarcus Lawrence, obviously, on the right-hand side. You have Robert Quinn on the left side, on the other side, who did get an injury in the past game against the Eagles on Sunday night. And luckily, they're going to have a bye week this week. Lane Vanderish and Robert Quinn with those big key injuries on defense that happened on Sunday night. They seem to be okay. So I think the bye week came at a perfect time for the Dallas Cowboys. So not only that, Robert Quinn will be fine. If you add depth to that, now you have Michael Bennett alongside those guys. And you also have Dorrance Armstrong, who is a guy from Boise State. You know the Dallas Cowboys love guys from Boise State. They love those Broncos. He's been dealing with injuries so far this season. He looks to be good to go after this bye week. So now you have four main guys. Either you can switch out Demarcus Lawrence, you can switch out Robert Quinn, and now you have depth to say, well, when offenses are running very fast offenses, the guys are getting tired. Demarcus Lawrence doesn't have to have the whole load on him. And then Robert Quinn doesn't have to play every single snap. Well, now you have a three-time Pro Bowler alongside either of those guys and say, those edge rushing guys are going to be an elite type of group of guys, a dynamic duo, much like what you find in Green Bay right now, much like what you find in different parts of the league, including the Eagles. I mean, they're, they're very good at edge rushing as well. So now the Cowboys can not only continue their success on the edge rushing, now they have depth. The second way that you can look at this and say this is a very good move by the Dallas Cowboys is the fact that Michael Bennett plays a lot of inside defense. He can be a nose tackle. He can be a defensive lineman. And guess what? That's exactly why the Cowboys want to trade. I think this is the big, the, the huge portion of why they traded for him. 
and we look at it as he did amazing as far as the inside tackler in Seattle. He did that a lot of the time as well in Philly. Didn't do it as much in New England. He didn't do much at all in New England. So when we look at it, a a three-time pro bowler who loves to play inside, can also play outside, guess what the Cowboys do a lot of time? And they, they did that very well against the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday, was they stunt. They love to stunt with two guys. They swap out linemen, and it confuses that offensive line to just give them enough time to pressure the quarterback and get to the quarterback. Demarcus Lawrence, one of the best guys at doing a stunt. Alongside that, Antoine Woods is a very good man that does that. Malik Collins as well. So it's not to say that they have basically detrimented their, their whole defensive line to only have edge rushing in Dallas. It's Tyron Crawford is now out for the rest of the year with his hip injury. More than likely, he won't come back this year. Antoine Woods was dealing with an injury uh, earlier in the season, and he just came back in these last two games, yet to make a huge impact on that defensive line. Malik Collins has taken a lot of responsibility and hasn't performed well, except for those stunts that I've seen they've executed very well. So, what you can say is, yeah, we can put Michael Bennett on the edge, either replace Marcus Lawrence, either replace Robert Quinn, and have a three-time Pro Bowler there. And either way, you're going to have Pro Bowlers on either end. Now you can have both Quinn and Lawrence on each side and have Michael Bennett inside, whether he's just going to go physical and just one-on-one matchup with one of the guards or the center, which he can do because he's so physical. That's why he has such very low pads where he doesn't have that like big bulky pad is the fact that he wants to be able to squeeze by and, and basically sleek his way through the defender. And even then, he can power through his, his matchup. Not only that, he can also do a stunt very well alongside Lawrence or Robert Quinn. So depth-wise, yes, it helps the ends. This is more of just having an immediate impact on the inside that we have, not we, I shouldn't say, that the Cowboys have missed tremendously ever since David Irving has left the team. David Irving, for me, was the best lineman on that team. I, I love Demarcus Lawrence, and I've said it time and time again. He is a pro bowler. He is one of the best in the league. I thought David Irving brought a whole different dynamic to that defensive line to where he can bat balls just by using his length. His strength was unbelievable, and his quickness. For the guy, for being 6'4", and, and looking like, like a robot, like... Like that Fox Sports robot, that's what he looked like. The man had quickness. The man had feet that is like he played soccer when he was little. He he played a whole different sport when he was prior to, to football. So losing that was such a big thing that not many people notice or not many people talk about ever since they go into the season. I thought this was going to be a huge thing for the Dallas Cowboys. And in reality, when we look at the season so far, Yes, the edge rushing has been there with Robert Quinn. Demarcus Lawrence has had a slow start and is now inclining to a better season. Injuries on the inside. Malik Collins, Tristan Hill, and Antoine Woods have really had to step up, and Antoine Woods has been dealing with his injuries. Tristan Hill has not been the top-tier draft pick that the Cowboys have been thinking that he would be. 
And Malik Collins, even though he's a veteran, doesn't bring that immediate impact that the Cowboys want on the inside. Well, now Bennett's in there. Bennett can be that guy that he has a bye week to learn the playbook. It wouldn't be too difficult for him to do that, especially when he's been with elite defenses in Seattle, in Philadelphia. And, and think about the, the relationship between him and Chris Richard. Where, where was Chris Richard before Dallas? He was in Seattle. That was when they were in the Legion of Boom, like those late years of those elite defenses in Seattle. So Michael Bennett is going to have that relationship with Chris, Chris Richard, who is basically the defensive coordinator right now alongside Ron Marinelli. I think eventually that Ron Marinelli will pass the torch to Chris Richard and that will progress Chris Richard into being eventually the head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. I really think that. An amazing performance at the Cowboys defensively against the Eagles. Now, I, I said it before, I have my worries about the whole team after that Philadelphia win. Just saying how... Yes, if everyone is on the field, this team is an elite team. This team is a playoff team, and it can go far into the playoffs. As soon as one of those players, like Lane Vanderish, like Robert Quinn, or on the offensive side, Amari Cooper, Tyron Smith, if one of those guys are out, that is a huge drop-off in efficiency and a huge loss in, in really rhythm and, and momentum for this team. Because this team just progresses highly and easily with all of their main guys. They're not built on depth. They're not built like how the other teams are with the next man up. They are built on their top tier guys. They are built on their number one guys. As soon as one of those guys go out, it is, it is nowhere to be seen to where this Cowboys team can fall. Well, I mean, we saw it a slight, slight bit of it. Three losses in a row, two against great teams in the NFC, one against one of the worst teams in the AFC, especially at that Patriots loss for the Jets. So depth-wise, yes, if Robert Quinn or Demarcus Lawrence goes out, we have some safety net. I, I keep saying we. The Cowboys have a safety net. Yet I think this is just a power move to say we are legit. This is not about depth. This is about replacing a weakness in our defense, especially inside, to where if we blitz Jalen Smith, if we blitz Lane Vanderish, then we can have a front seven that is undoubtedly uncoverable. You can't block the rushers on the edge. You can't block the rushers and Michael Bennett and Antoine Woods or Malik Collins on the inside. And if one of Jalen Smith or Lane Vanderish blitzes, you're talking about fast guys that your offensive line cannot cover unless you're the Cowboys that are built to withstand that. There's only a few teams in the NFL that can do that. A few teams. And even then, it's not 100% that they can do that, especially against all seven or eight of those guys. So I think that's why the Cowboys blitzed a lot against the Eagles. As they saw that we have a weakness on the inside, so we have to bring either Jalen or Leighton Branderish. We have the edge rushing. So now, either you can continue that with all the blitzing, continue to blitz, which Rod Marinelli doesn't do often. Let's see if he does that more and more as the season goes on. You can do that. Continue the 4-3, where all three of those linebackers stay in coverage, stay with the receivers or tight ends. You rush four. You have Michael Ben on the inside, and then you edge rush. 
Or the third option, which I think brings a whole different dynamic to this defense, is that you can honestly run the 3-4. You can run just Robert Quinn, Demarcus Lawrence, and Michael Bennett on the inside. And you can either add another DB, you can either add another linebacker, and you can blitz even more from there too. This linebacker core is well well enough to, to do coverage uh, around the field. Their DBs have performed up and down. Byron Jones has been consistent. Shadobi Wuji is my only worry. Hopefully they use Jordan Lewis a lot more in this defense. What we're seeing is Jerry and Steven Jones making a move saying, we didn't give up anything for this player. A six-round pick at best for the Patriots in two years from now. We're a Super Bowl team. The Cowboys have been a Super Bowl team all year long. It hasn't been Super Bowl coaching in my eyes. Undoubtedly, I, I still think that this team has a cap and a ceiling just because of Jason Garrett. Adding a guy like Michael Bennett can really improve this defense and just add some type of flavor that you haven't seen in the past for the Cowboys. I, I think he fits well in just the atmosphere that the defense brings to the table. Is hot boys, you know, swagger. Michael Bennett fits that. And it's a tenacious defense, much like what he had in Seattle. So, what this move says for me is that this is our year. This has to be our year to win. No more fooling around. We are five, oh, not uh, five and two. They're four and three. Just two games behind some of the best in the NFC. And three if you're considering the 49ers. Um, so they need to do something to say, our window is closing. Jason Wynn is not going to be here for more than a year or two. Dak Prescott is going to get his long-term contract. And by then, that's when we have to spread evenly and, and really sp sporadically around their team of contracts. A lot of their, their players are going to be free agents after this year, especially on the defensive side. You got to sign Amari Cooper. You got to sign Dak Prescott. You got, if you want to sign Michael Bennett, hey, you got to do that after this year. And then you got a bunch of other guys, especially on the DB side. That you got to pay Byron Jones as well. So what you got to do is, this is your year. This is the year where you got to put all your chips in, and what you got to put all your eggs in a basket. And this is kind of that. It is a low risk, high reward or high yield. Yet after the season, who knows what the Cowboys will be after they have to pay a bunch of their top guys on the team. After this bye week, they go and play the Giants. Easy matchup for them. And when we take a look at the rest of the schedule, as I pull that up, you're going to have the bye week this week. You're going to have the Giants game after that. I believe, and I'm going to correct myself if I'm wrong here, they're going to play the Minnesota Vikings after that. I am correct on that. So then that's a great matchup. I think that that should be, that's on Sunday night. That's awesome. Um, that for me is a huge test for the Cowboys. I mean, a perfect matchup. If you recall, in 2016, the first year that the Cowboys had Dak and Zeke, they also played the Vikings that year. I was very questionable about that team yet. I was, I was still wanting to be convinced that this team was legit. And some wins against the Steelers, against the Eagles, against the Giants, yeah, yeah, yada, yada. 
It was the Vikings game on Thursday night. I remember that vividly. I was I was a freshman in college. I was watching in the dorm. I remember that vividly, watching that game and saying this was a great matchup for the for the Vikings and the Cowboys. They, I mean, they they just knew each other very well. And really, a lot of those guys are still there, you know, uh, on both sides of the ball. Stephon Diggs, uh, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook wasn't there, so that's going to be a a different way of looking at that game, especially with how Dalvin Cook has been playing this year. Two of the best running backs in the NFL. Kirk Cousins is on a roll right now. He's playing as good as he's ever done in his NFL career. Probably the best quarterback in the NFL right now. It's just he's playing like it. Best QBR or uh, passer rating in the NFL right now. So for me, that Vikings game, huge for the Cowboys. Because that Cowboys win in 2016 made me feel like that team was legit. And they were legit. They got to the, the Packers game in 2016 where they had the home field advantage and Aaron Rodgers just went off. But Dak played well. Zeke played well. So I kind of the same thing here. I, I think that Vikings game will determine, especially halfway through the season, where the Cowboys stand. After that, then they play the Lions. Also a good matchup because even the record doesn't show it. That Matt Patricia has done a very good job with his football team. And their record doesn't show how good they are. And they're going to play in Detroit. So, for me, also a good matchup. Then, here we are. Then they play the Patriots in Foxborough. Basically, their pre-Thanksgiving game. Now, I say they lose that football game. I don't care where the Cowboys are once they reach that point. They are going to lose that football game. You're welcome, Eddie. I just agree with what you're saying is that, yes, it's going to be a competitive matchup. I think it's going to be a very good football game. As long as the Cowboys keep it competitive, great. Cover the spread. Keep it within a touchdown. I think that's a win. Even if you lose, that is a win in the Cowboys' eyes because you're going to get out coached by Bill Belichick. There's no doubt in my mind that Jason Garrett will lose in a coaching matchup against Bill Belichick every single time. No matter what day it is, no matter if the Cowboys are undefeated, no matter if the Patriots have lost every single game that season, which doesn't happen. We're kind of in a crossroads here right now, and the Patriots are rolling right now at 7-0. and any, any, Take any day and twice on Sunday. Bill Belichick without coach will outcoach Jason Garrett. So that's a loss. If you keep it competitive, I think you take that as a win. Hey, maybe you see them in the Super Bowl later on. Then you play the Bills on Thanksgiving. Hey, I think you should win that football game. The Bills have a tremendous defense, a top-tier defense. I don't think their offense gets it done, especially with how the Cowboys' defense is playing these last couple weeks. Then you got the Bears, you got the Rams, you got the Eagles and the Redskins. Winnable games, uh, even on the road. So just in those games, especially against the Patriots, against the Vikings, uh, against the Lions, I think those are the the three games that you really got to think. This is the Cowboys team that we're going to have for the rest of the year. This is the Cowboys team that they are truly are. The identity of this team will be found in those three games. The Giants game, it's a layup. There's no way. I, I think Daniel Jones is a bust right now. I think he will eventually just be a average quarterback, much like what Eli was later in his years, even when he was in his prime. He won't get him far. The Vikings, Lions, and Patriots games, which for me will decide what the Cowboys are. The Michael Bennett trade, it can go either way. It can either go, this can be a move midway through the season where we look back at it 
months from now and say that was a move that helped them reach the Super Bowl or reach them or get them to reach the NFC Championship. That for me, what, what that can be. Because Michael Bennett is still an elite guy. He's still a pro bowler. I don't care how old he is. Just two years ago in Philadelphia, he made a tremendous and immediate impact. He didn't do a New England. He fits more to the system of the Dallas Cowboys, in my eyes. And the way that they'll use him, it's up in the air right now, but either way that they use him, either on the end for depth or inside just to add that immediate impact, will make a huge difference. Either he is the reason why the Cowboys just skyrocket in defensive plays and pressuring the quarterbacks and turnovers and win some football games like they did late in the year last year. That or it does nothing. He gets injured or he makes a, not a scene, it's more of what he did in New England. He, he just doesn't cope well with his role on the team and starts again to disagreements with the coaching staff. I, I don't think that'll happen, especially with the Chris Richard alongside him. Yet that will be a great thing as far as this can skyrocket them past the, the regular season and into the playoffs. Or this will be a nothing move and then they'll just get rid of them after this year. That's what it'll be. There's no in-between of just like, hey, yeah, he'll get a couple of sacks. He'll, he'll be fine. You know, he does some things well. He does some things bad. He's still learning the op. No, I don't think that'll be the case for Michael Bennett. It's either he'll do great or he'll do bad. No in-between for me. When we look at the trade, though, I, the pleasure is all mine and pleasure doing business with you, Eddie Gonzalez. It's a good trade. You know, the Patriots aren't high on draft picks, especially in those later rounds. They'll make anything work, so this is really nothing. It was more of just getting rid of Michael Bennett. And when we look at the Cowboys and when they've signed guys that have had problems in the past, believe me, there has been much worse than having a disagreement with a defensive line coach when you're talking about players that come to Dallas. They have charges of domestic violence, substance abuse, and they're suspended for many, many games. Not going to name names. Greg Hardy, Rolando McClain, uh, Randy Gregg. Not to name names, though. Not to name any names. For Michael Bennett to come into the, to the Cowboys facility and his only real downside for the season was they didn't he he complained that he wasn't used like he should have or that he wanted to be on the field more I'll take that I think the Cowboys will take that any day of the week especially when they need a nose tackle or just more depth on the outside look man I love Michael Bennett I know it hasn't been the same years in Seattle I think he still has a lot to offer and bring to the table so this would be a perfect place. If he can't work in Dallas, I don't think he can work anywhere because he's going back to his roots with Chris Richard. He's alongside a great group of guys that will help him out throughout this bye week and into the later part of the season. And he'll get his chance to redeem himself once he go up to Fox, he go up to go up to Foxborough and face his former team from this past season. And he'll play the Eagles later on in the year. And maybe in the playoffs he'll play Seattle. Wouldn't that be a great story for him to say, I want to redeem myself and go against every single former team in my career 
and make a name for myself, make them regret getting rid of me. So I think that's a great move for the Cowboys. At first, it was very interesting and shocking just because I took that as, we don't need defensive ends, we need tackles. And I, I, I forgot how much he played tackle on the inside with Seattle and with Philadelphia. Now, that's, that's stupid of me. I should have done more research. And as more analysts and more commentators came into analyzing this trade, they said, hey, they can actually use them on the inside a lot. So great move for the Cowboys for absolutely nothing. Into the bye week, this is a perfect time to do it. Get him ready. Get him healthy. Get the rest of that defense and offense healthy. You got yourself a nice, easy matchup against the Giants to really work out some kinks and get ready for those Vikings, Lions, and Patriots game later on in the year. So that's going to do it for the episode 78 of the Bubble Ed Sports Podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Give me your thoughts on the trade, uh, either on Twitter or uh, personally talk to me, and maybe I'll, I'll mention it in the next podcast. So this will probably do it for the rest of the week since we don't have a, a Cowboys game to analyze and review. So we'll probably get into winners and losers early on next week. So we'll see you then. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and support the podcast. We deeply appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. This has been your boy, Bubble Lutz.